0: uh uh-huh. Welcome back to the I Am Nerd podcast, guys. We are here for episode 19. We are leaving our teenage years behind. This is the last of our teens. And uh, we're going to be talking about the N64 today. So all of you, I'm sure if you're a nerd, you've heard of the N64. Hopefully you've played N64. Has a lot of incredible titles on it. And it's one of the most iconic gaming systems ever created. Definitely a step above with the generation before it, which I guess would be like the Sega Genesis and the Nite- you know, the Super Nintendo, all that stuff. But uh, Nintendo 64 was revolutionary in a lot of ways, both graphically, sonically, and gameplay-wise. Everything about it was insane. So we're just going to jump right into it. Um, Yahoo! All right. You know what? How about before we jump into it, I am Ajah from Double O Seven Golden Eye. <laughs>
1: just a piece of shit. That's all. That's what you are. You're just an absolute piece of shit. But I, Falco Lombardi, the ace pilot of the Star Fox team.
0: Oh, okay, so you're going back to when Falco was not even a fighting game character yet.
1: <laughs> the ace pilot of the Star gotcha. Fox team.
0: Yeah, I, uh I like the odd job because I, you know, like you said, I am a piece of shit. I want to win, and I knew what I had to do to win back in the day when first-person shooters were literally just <laughs> basically GoldenEye before the days of Call of Duty.
1: Dang, Golden Eye and then Perfect Dark.
0: Yeah, I've never played Perfect Dark though. What, what is that? What is it's that go- about?
1: It's Golden Eye. It's just Golden Yeah, I mean, I. Uh, it's been a really long time since I've played either. From what I remember, they're basically the same game. There's always people that will tell you Perfect Dark's better, and yeah. other people will say Golden better. From what I remember, they're pretty much the same game. I think Perfect Dark is probably a little bit more technically sound because it came out after, but nah, they're the same game.
0: It basically was a clone of Golden Eye, but they probably improved the Prime. Improved upon some things. Yeah, yeah. I never played that one, but the N64 has Smash Bros. What Pokemon Snap, Ocarina of Time, Legend of Zelda, Mario Majora's 64, Mario yep, 64,
1: Diddy Kong Racing, Donkey Kong 64, Banjo Kazooie, Banjo Tooie, uh, Pokemon Stadium One and Two. You said Pokemon Snap. I don't know if you said Pokemon Snap. Yeah, Kirby, Kirby Crystal Charge, Yoshi Story. Yep. Um, Superman 64. One of the oh worst my games god. ever made.
0: Holy shit, I did play that though. I used <laughs> to love Yo, I alright. I loved Superman 64. You got to like fly around and smash into the ground, fucking punch cars, and the cars would just go flying. The graphics were god awful, but I <laughs> loved I loved flying around. That was my thing. Like any game that allowed you to have uh I guess an open world. This is way before the crazy open world games that we have now, like Breath of the Wild this is like very limited because you're just pretty much in one city metropolis yeah but i still love the idea of being able to fly around wherever i wanted to fly around and do whatever i wanted to do like a sandbox game that's basically how i treat it yeah superman games i never did the objectives whatever they were
1: for me the i guess the advent of like open open world games i don't think they ever get referred to as open world games maybe there's some technical reason why they're not but like mario 64 banjo kazooie donkey kong 64 conker's Bad Fur day Yep. Occurring in time, like they all feel like open worldy, you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: they are, they definitely are because you have so much freedom. Uh, when I think about Ocarina Tom, damn, yeah, the world of Ocarina of Tom is pretty big, though. Yeah, so like I'm thinking about how small the Superman game was, but Ocarina Tom is like I haven't played it in over 10 years, but in my head, it's a really big, free roaming world.
1: It is really big. I mean, you know, not. Not if somebody, like, somebody boots up Skyrim and they're like, oh, that's just small. <laughs> like, no, it's nowhere near as big as Skyrim or some well, don't, shit, right? Yeah, but, don't
0: be an asshole.
1: But no, it's, Ocarina of Time is pretty damn, it's pretty damn big. Yeah. You get to run around and have fun.
0: Yeah, you get to choose if you want to go back in time, like seven years. I think it's seven years.
1: Yep. And, uh, uh, I'm pretty sure it's seven years you go. Yeah. Forward and backwards in time. Also, there's, uh you can... It's a little bit hard, but you can dungeon out of order. It's something like a lot of Zelda fans talk about. Like which Zelda games can you dungeon out of order? Oh
0: Um, is this like some glitchy kind of shit?
1: Not necessarily glitchy, it's just because there are glitchy glitchy stuff, but
0: yeah, I know that people can like beat the game in. One thing that
1: some people complain about on either side, it's either A whether or not, like, if you play a Zelda game, whether or not the Zelda game forces you to, like, play all the dungeons in a order. Yeah. Well, some Zelda games have, like, a point of openness where you can do certain dungeons in any order you want. Yeah. Um, and Ocarina of Time is kind of like that. Ocarina of Time, the the second, the last two childhood dungeons, you can do in any order you want. And when you're an adult, you can do, I feel like you can do basically any...
0: The action. adult... I know you have a lot more freedom as an adult.
1: Yeah, after you get the bow from the Forest Temple, you can basically do any dungeon in yeah. anywhere.
0: And I have, because I've played Ocarina of Time a million times, I have purposely gone out of order, and it does. Certain parts are harder if you try to do that. Like blatantly, if you don't have certain stuff that you would normally have earlier, it's just more difficult to do those later dungeons, like the Spirit Temple. I think one of them is, is it the Soul Temple. I know there's a Spirit Temple for sure, but I can't remember all the last temples in Ocarina of Time. The Spirit Temple and the Shadow Temple, those are like the two last temples, uh, usually. Yeah. But I have done them out of order, and I remember thinking, like, holy shit, like, a lot of this is much harder when you do it like this. (laughs) Like, just doing it out of order just changes everything. Yep. I've even tried to fight I, I call it Vulgilia, but I don't know the actual because that's my child name for it yeah, when, yeah. I, when I didn't know how to really pronounce things. But the Fire Temple's boss, the dragon that goes inside the ground and stuff, I used to fight that thing without using the Megaton Hammer, mm-hmm. and that is not easy. Like, like nope. flat out beating that thing without using that hammer yeah. is actually so hard.
1: Yeah, she, she. It's a girl, actually. Yeah. Um. Yeah, she's interesting. Well, something that's kind of funny about Ocarina of Time is like. A lot of the bosses are pretty easy once you know like their their trick. But if you try to beat them in any other way, they they can be fucking annoying.
0: Yeah, man. like she is easy if you just hit her on it. Like you know, it's it's basically uh, what's that get whack a mole? It's it's yeah, basically yeah, whack a mole. Yeah. Like that is the mini game that you're playing when you fight that boss. But if you try to fight it outside of whack a mole, good fucking luck.
1: Good fucking luck. I'm going to be re going through that game soon because one of our patrons, a fucking legend, Big Leon, he gave me a Nintendo 64 and, like, 20 N64 games pretty recently. Yeah. And uh, an HDMI hookup and everything. So I have a lot of the games that we're going to talk about, I actually now have, which, you know, I had when I was younger, but time, not only does time heal all wounds, time loses things. (laughs) Time just fucking... It does.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I've owned every single gaming system pretty much from PlayStation 1 up till now. And a lot of the older ones i think they're just at my dad's house but like i've never gone back to check they might be in the basement i'm pretty sure at one point in life between the last 15 years the basement has been flooded so they're probably just destroyed yep but i used to have like sega genesis and like a ton of games on that gamecube like everything like dreamcast i've had everything and i've had tons of games on every system
1: dude i I remember you were there right now speaking of leaving systems at other people's houses i remember uh and you lived in that one apartment. I just like left the GameCube at your house for a year. Yeah, because I had like, four literally GameCubes for Melee.
0: Yeah, just a GameCube with Melee, which is an extremely expensive game to just own now, like an original copy of it.
1: Yeah, that's but how it was. Do you have a? Do you have a favorite? My bad. I my fucking brain completely stopped working. That oh, was yeah. Menma again. Um, Not Menma. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, what's um. Like, when you think of the N64 games, what are... So I'm not necessarily asking what are your favorite N64 games. I'm asking what are the first N64 games you think of when if you're, like, out hanging out and somebody talks about the N64, what are the first couple games that'll come to your mind? So
0: immediately Smash Bros, right? Because that is, like... Again, when we had the Smash Bros episode, that commercial where all the grown people dressed in those big-ass costumes, you and me, me and you, like, that whole thing, that was... (laughs) I remember being a kid and seeing that commercial. So Smash Bros. is a really big deal for me. My friends, we played it every single day for a long time. Yep. So I think about Smash Bros. a lot. I think about Ocarina of Time a lot because there was a period where I didn't know what the fuck I was doing in Ocarina of Time. Yes. When I was really, really young. And then I, I don't know what happened, but I guess I got smarter and I got older and I went back to it and I was able to just like beat the entire game, start to finish, didn't need a strategy guide, just kind of using intuition was able to like go through the entire ocarina time and find everything i'm talking about getting the ice arrow like everything like all the secret areas um the you know fire arrow, like shooting the, shooting the sun getting the fire arrow like just doing everything i felt like everything that you could do i basically was able to do and uh get the big goron sword like securing that
1: yeah <laughs> something funny about ocarina time you mentioned like you struggle in that game a lot right i remember yeah. having that game and. Basically, every time I got to the point where you would become an adult, restarting the game, because I guess it was like too hard for me or whatever. When I was a kid, I remember just not being able to beat the Forest Temple. And so I'd get to the Forest Temple, and I would erase my save, and then I would start over from the beginning. And I replayed the first beginning of that game so many times. right? I was never able to progress. And then one day, this kid on my block, he was older than me. I think I might have talked about him in the Pokemon episode. I don't remember. But if I didn't, the, the real quick story is, this is the same kid that I had a Kadabra when Pokemon Red, and he was <laughs> like, All oh you yeah, Pokemon. you can, like if you trade it, it that's how it evolves into Alex like trade it to me and I'll trade it back. So I traded on my Kadabra, and then he just unplugged the link cable and he was like, you're beat. And I was like, oh, cool. And he was, older. he was like five years older than me. What could I do about it? Anyway, I let him borrow my Ocarina of Time, and he didn't steal it. He actually gave it back. But I let him borrow my Ocarina of Time at one point, and he beat the game, and then I got it back. And so, funny story, I actually beat the final boss of Ocarina of Time before beating Ocarina of Time. What I mean by that is he beat the game, his save file was still on there, and I remember his character's name was Steven. And uh, <laughs> I remember I booted up his save, and yeah. it, like the very end of the game, he was at Ganon. And so, using his save, I fought Ganon. And I remember one thing that was so cool and having so much fun, but also hating it so much because it said, like, the part where Ganon's trying to like kill you, Navi's like, "Steven, Steven, I, I can't help you." Yeah. And like, instead of it saying Link, and that was one of the biggest things that motivated me to go back and actually beat the game myself. Yeah, get that shit
0: done on your and own. Beat it my own. Yeah. You know what's funny? You say that I didn't, I didn't recall this memory, but you brought it back to the forefront of my mind. When I was a kid, my dad had a friend named Boo, who was our barber. He was like a house barber, so he, my dad would call him over. He would come cut our hair, but he would also play my dad and like Madden and shit like that. He would beat my ass in Tekken, and he also was a mastermind in like every other game. Like, he basically, this was a, a guy who was a nerd but an adult, and I didn't realize it until like he one time I I don't know if he left his Zelda cartridge at my house or he let me borrow it, but his Ocarina in time file I had access to it, and it was the same exact thing you're describing. Yeah, I, would, I loaded up his file. And his name was Boo, like B O O, and it literally loaded up at the bottom of the temple or the like the castle where you fight Ganon. So Ganon yep. is above, and you could hear Ganon charging up that light attack that he does and throwing it. And like you, obviously, you're when you're when you're far below, you can't get hit by it, or maybe you can, but like you just kind of run around. Yeah, and uh, the the idea is that you have to climb up, and then that's when you can, like, fight Ganon. That's the final battle. So every time you load his file, it started off right there. You could just leave out and then go explore the world. And I remember doing that. And I remember seeing, like, the world is really fucked up because this is before I even became an adult in my own game. So this is, like, my introduction to Ocarina Time. So yeah, I would, yeah. like, leave out, and everything is, like, dreary and dark, and the world looks terrible. I'm like, what the Why is his save file so, like... People. like what the hell happened Because like as a kid like you know things are a lot nicer looking and then when you send yourself seven years into the future it everything looks awful you get those like zombie things and all that those a lot things of the are so are pretty-
1: fucking scary when you're a yes. kid
0: when you're a kid like a lot of the places honestly scared the fuck out of
1: me because also like they freeze the screen like you can't move it's like yeah Wah! and you're like Whoa. yeah and yeah. oh, my God, they're so scary.
0: I don't know why they put that effect into the game where you just get frozen like that. But that shit is not OK. But yeah, yeah I, I have this similar experience where I, I basically saw the end of the game before I ever really played the game.
1: Same, same. What's cool is that even though you see the very end, it doesn't spoil the rest of the game. Like I didn't know how to, that didn't make it so that I knew how to beat all the other temples or even knew what they were. Yeah, it was just something that inspired it. me to like. Yeah, same. It's just something that inspired me to go back and really yeah, run through it.
0: But yeah, another game that's like, so that really, when I think about the N64, I spent hundreds of hours on this with my cousins was No Mercy, the
1: wrestling game. The wrestling game, yeah, yeah.
0: We would customize our characters and we would give them all all their moves. So I was a big Triple H fan and I was a big Undertaker fan as a kid. So I I had the uh, Long Way to Hell. I had, uh, what was it called? The Pedigree from Triple Mm -hmm. H. I had the Choke Slam from like Kane and Slash Undertaker. Um, I had the Tombstone. Like my character was crazy. He had long black hair, like really long black hair, like the Undertaker. Sometimes he had a mask or like face paint. He wore all black. But yeah, that game was amazing. You got to customize every single thing. You got to customize your side B, your side A, your up B, your up A, your back A, your back B, like everything. You got to customize your grapples, what all your grapple moves did? What all your tightrope, tightrope moves did? <laughs> uh What you did when you threw somebody against the tightrope? What moves you had? So I would give them like uh the Hardy Boys, and uh God, I it, love the Hardy Boys, yep, the Hardy Boys. Then when it was a table, it would be like Devon get the tables. Like we would do, <laughs> we would do the D three or whatever it was called. I think uh, it was I, called a
1: D three.
0: Yeah, oh. I took every popular move and put it on three D. I think it
1: was just called the three D.
0: Yeah, the three D. I took every popular move and put it on my character. I had the stone, like I had the stunner at one point, like Stone slow coasty Austin's famous move. Um, I had the rock bottom at one point.
1: Ugh, no oh, you, mercy. Gotta have him. you gotta have them. You gotta
0: have them. No mercy, man. That game, we spent so much time playing that game. I, 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 have done everything that you could do in No Mercy. So good.
1: That's amazing. Oh, that's my, fucking amazing. Might be yeah. the
0: only real wrestling game that I really like played a lot i don't think i ever went back to after no mercy i don't think i've ever maybe i play smack i play smackdown i remember playing smackdown
1: yeah i remember on, the, like in the ps2 era they had like smackdown versus raw
0: that's exactly what i think i played one of the ones that was it was on the playstation for sure because i remember it having better graphics but i remember it not being as fun to me yeah like, it just wasn't as fun something about it, maybe i was getting older and i probably was starting to see wrestling for what it was i didn't really care about it anymore and uh, it wasn't as fun. I played it for a little bit, but I was like, this isn't no mercy. It doesn't give me that same feeling where I want to play this for hundreds of hours. It didn't have the same customization level, I think. Uh, but yeah, th- that was my introduction to wrestling games, the 64. And I was a huge wrestling fan as a kid. I don't know. I don't know if you were into wrestling, but I was actually, Oh,
1: I, as you were talking, I had a thought there's, um. you guys know we have guests on every now and then. And I had a thought there was a friend of mine who I wanted to have a guest on the podcast for a while, but I was like, at the same time, I was thinking there's no reason to have him as a guest in that there's no topic I could really think we could talk about. And then as soon as you started talking about No Mercy, I was like, we could have a whole wrestling episode. Oh,
0: podcast. wrestling is definitely a nerd. So, that so, is a nerd fucking world for I got sure. a
1: I got a homie that could come on here, and we could rant about wrestling for hours. So as you were talking about No Mercy, I, that's what I thought about. Yeah. I fucking love wrestling. I played No Mercy. I played the other 64 one. I think it was called Raw's War um
0: raw is war yeah
1: there's a wcw one there's a ecw one if you guys don't know ecw was a wrestling promotion from back in the day um it was actually in philadelphia um the arena for ecw's uh and it's stand for extreme championship wrestling i think and they did a lot of hardcore matches and shit like that uh but yeah they that was really cool there was an ecw 64 game from what i remember but yeah, i am a huge wrestling fan i complete completely nerd the fuck out for wrestling
0: yeah wrestling was huge like I don't know. I used to love Generation X, even though they were kind of yes. like they were the villains. And they I, in my head, they lasted for so long.
1: Dog, I got in so much trouble because of D generation X, DX, want the one to suck it? The suck it thing in school. Yeah. I got in so much trouble for doing like the suck it, like the X over your fucking dick.
0: I think I just knew not to do that shit in front of a teacher. Like something just told me, do not because I went to Catholic school too.
1: I at that time I went to a Catholic school. I went to a Catholic <laughs> school from first. From first to sixth grade, not the same Catholic school, I think, in that time. It was, three, it was three different schools from first to sixth grade I went to, but they were all Catholic schools. And then in seventh grade on, I went to public school. Uh, but I was in a Catholic school when I did that. And I remember I did the suck it to a teacher, and it was not good. <laughs> yeah,
0: definitely. If I saw a little boy doing that to a, to a teacher, I'd be like, God, these kids, these fucking kids. But wrestling definitely had a huge impact on me. Uh, I always wanted to stunner people.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, Oh yeah. my god! You, just, I just remembered. So this is still related to the N64. I promise, in a way. So, um, did your school have like the after school, like the aftercare's after school? Like if your yeah, parents we didn't after- pick you up yet?
0: Yeah, we like, had after school stuff.
1: Yeah. So, I remember I was I would go to aftercare's and it was um basically because your parents were still at work and so you know you go there you do your yeah. homework they give you like a freaking graham cat cracker and a, and like a hug <laughs> by a hug I mean the juice um. Yeah. and so you're there you do your homework and then you hang out so anyway at one point they started letting us bring our systems and so i remember i literally would bring my n64 to school to play it after school at at, aftercares and we would play the wrestling game and zelda and smash and diddy kong racing and all those games right but anyway sideline to that specifically about wrestling i remember these two sixth graders at the time i want to say i was maybe in like fourth grade or third grade i don't know these two sixth graders at the time fucking rock bottomed each other through a table and oh, they got expelled from the school. My God! So they were wrestling and the one dude like put them in the rock bottom and bow and just slammed them through the table. Yeah, and tables, completely. And it was it was one of those fold out tables that oh, I know exactly
0: the, the what you're talking about
1: attached to the table. Yep. They
0: break easily, though.
1: Dog slammed them straight They're like that
0: fake wood it's not actually wood but it has the illusion of wood like it oh. looks like it. it's painted like it's wood yeah but it's not It's just like some fucking particle board some shit you get from ikea out of control yeah good times so that was my introduction to wrestling games the n64 so when i think about the 64 i guess if i just give out a quick list i'm just gonna think about this off the top of my head too smash pokemon snap pokemon stadium and it was amazing video games no mercy the kirby game crystal shards where you could combine like two different powers to get a, a different power. Um, Diddy Kong Racing played that a lot at my cousin's house. Uh, I always like to use things that could fly. So instead of using like the, you could, you could choose between a, a like a, an actual car or a yep. boat like thing or something that could fly. Or a plane. Yep, I would always basically choose a plane, even though they probably weren't good.
1: You know, nah, they flying. were. They were the shit. The planes were the shit. Or also, they? I love Paj, the elephant. I, I love him like he comes out. He's like, "Hello, my friend." And yes. He's like, so yeah. Vehicle. Like I love <laughs> that guy so much. I, I might get myself in trouble sometimes because I say select your vehicle when you shouldn't. But I will say select your vehicle at <laughs> random times. Like, but like it's just fun. like I'm just be like select your vehicle because you know how you just say voice lines, yeah. And shit, right?
0: The way you heard the way you heard it is the way you yeah. said it. I've mimicked like a lot of I, things. I said,
1: but I remember people get mad at me. They're like, you can't say that. That's racist. I'm like, what do you mean? Oh God! Select not your
0: the, vehicle. You see like, police? Get out of here! Get out of here! Smash, obviously. So surprisingly, and a lot of people are going to be surprised about this maybe, but I never played Mario 64. Oh, like, okay, That's I crazy. should say I never played it. I did play it.
1: Yeah, but you but didn't I, like play it, play it.
0: No, I never played because I, I didn't grow up on Mario. I grew up on Sonic. So
1: yeah. whenever so I the back of my hair, looks like Sonic right now. It does actually.
0: <laughs> when I was a kid, I grew up on Sonic. I grew up on Sega, not Nintendo. So when I got a 64, if the game was strictly a Sonic game, I mean, strictly a Mario game, I just didn't play it. Like, if yeah. it was just, like, Mario, like, you know, Mario 64 was literally, I would, I would load it up.
1: Gang Wars.
0: Right, I would <laughs> load it up, and I would start to play around, and I'm like, this isn't really f- my thing. And I understand it's one of the best Mario games of all time, but, uh, I just didn't grow up on Mario, so. I, but I did play, like, Mario Party and shit like that, and, like,
1: yeah, you know. Mario Party's amazing. Do you have a favorite, or maybe not necessarily favorite, do you know which what Mario Party did you play the most? So what's the but- first one with Waluigi? I want to say that's, like, GameCube. I think that's Is like, it? Yeah, I think what the first... Okay, I, think I definitely
0: like, played it on... I played it before Waluigi then.
1: I'm trying to think. He might have been in Mario Party 3. He definitely wasn't in the first one.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, definitely not in the first Because
1: Okay, Waluigi's first game was Mario Tennis, which was also a great N64 game. Uh, the very first game Waluigi was ever in was Mario Tennis. Okay. I don't remember when Mario Tennis came out in relation to the Mario Party games, so I don't yeah. remember... Which one he was the first one in? Um,
0: I remember playing, because when he was new, like when he was basically first in, put into a game, I thought he was so cool looking, like an evil Luigi. Yeah. And I played that one a lot. But I know I played Mario Party on a Nintendo 64. So if he wasn't ever on a Nintendo 64 Mario Party, then I still played those ones first. I'm going
1: to just look it up real quick. First, I'm just yeah. type in first Waluigi Mario Party. Um, See if I get something this loads oh so waluigi is a playable character who made his debut in mario party 3 so wait he has been playable from 4 and onward okay so i don't know if that means he was in 3 because it says he made his debut in 3 and it said he's been playable from 4 onward so i don't know what the fuck that means but yeah that's
0: confusing it's like he was a side character like he's an assist trophy <laughs> in smash games but not a playable character yeah i just remember mario party Waluigi. Uh, but I definitely played it on the 64, and I thought it was amazing back then. And I don't know, something about minigames used to be huge back in the day. Like I feel like mini games Super aren't as fun, big man. as they as they were now. Yeah. But back in the day, when you would play a game and it had a mini game, something about the mini games was like really fun. Mini games are
1: crack. You you know, recently, Bravely Default Two came out. By recently, it's been a couple months, but came yeah. out this year. But Bravely Default Two had a mini game, that card game. That like hard yeah, slash board D&D. Game. D&D. yeah. Man, I put so much time into that game. Same.
0: <sighs> like, I love mini games. Poke. We talked about this before, but the Pokemon Stadium mini games, the Lickitung one. Yep. Si- Simon says. uh, What are some a site there where you have to cut the log?
1: Pokemon Stadium. Pokemon Stadium was sick because it was it had those mini games and it didn't have as many as Mario Party, but no, it was a cool way to play mini like that. Mario Party experience with your friends and do something different with your Pokemon. Yeah. Like it was a good, sh- it was a good ass time. Especially
0: when, like, okay, after you battle your friend like twice, it's like I'm not going to just keep on battling your team over and over again, right?
1: Like, you know, yeah. we battle,
0: we battle, we battle a couple times. You know, you see some cool ass moves and 3D high graphics. It's amazing, but after that, it's like, all right, I kind of want to just like do something that's less competitive. Like the mini games aren't as competitive. You still want to win them, but it's not yeah. like it's just you having ha- fun. Yeah, it's not like, oh, I threw out my fucking YouTube. <laughs> like, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah it's just cool. good times. Pokemon Stadium you, 1 and 2 are so good. What do I think of? Yeah, what do you think um, of
0: the 64? Because a lot, like, there's a lot of 64 games that I... like. Yeah. I, I don't know if I played... I don't think I played Donkey Kong 64.
1: So the first three, I, I know for a fact, whenever I talk about the 64, the first three that I just rattle off instantly are almost always um, Zelda, Mario, Star Fox. Uh, okay, those are I've just, never played
0: Star Fox before.
1: Yeah, those are just the first three that I've, I always rattle off. Ocarina of Time, Mario 64, and Star Fox 54. And then I'll, I'll usually, my brain will go like Majora's Mask, yeah. Man Conquerors Conker's Bad Fur Day. Um, and I'll start, you know, naming a bunch of other games. But we haven't talked about Star Fox yet. And Star Fox, I, I want to say, as crazy as this may sound, it's like, if it's not my favorite N64 game, it's in my top three. Star Fox uh, sixty four, dude. I can
0: you describe what you did in that game? Because I don't know yeah, anything about Star Fox.
1: I outside of Smash played that game to death. So it's um an on rails shooter. So essentially, in a way, it's similar to a game like House of the Dead. If you've ever gone to like an arcade, oh, I play, love those games. Yeah, you play House. And you of literally the dead.
0: pick up the gun and you like shoot at the screen.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. but like you obviously you don't have free movement to walk around. You're like the game like moves in a direction. Yeah, like you don't have a choice. Yes. Yeah, and you're shooting. So Star Fox is kinda like that. Obviously it's on the sixty four, so it doesn't have like a gun attachment. But yeah, um, you're in your R Wing and like you can control like your height and on the screen, but you're moving on a path. You're, you're on rails. Yeah. And you're shooting all of the enemies and all the shit that's coming. And then you have your your co pilots, Peppy, Slippy and Falco flying around with you. Um you go through the missions, you, you clear the missions, kill a bunch of enemies, uh, and at the end you fight a boss. And it's a really short game. Uh, if you know how to play it, like you can beat Star Fox 64 in an hour or two hours. It's a very much an arcade game. But what oh, gives wow. it so much replayability is that there are branching paths. There's a whole bunch of different branching pathways, and it's like a high score type of game. And it's a fully voice acted. And on the N64 era, that was very fucking That
0: rare. is huge. Yeah.
1: So as you're playing, like, Fox, Falco, and Slippy, they're all talking shit. Like, Slippy's like, Fox, help me. And then, like, you save him and Fox is like, I got you, Slip." Slippy's like, thanks, Fox. I thought they had me. And then, like, Falco flies by, and he's like, if you accidentally shoot Falco, he's like, hey, Einstein, I'm on your side. Like, so they're just talking shit the whole time.
0: I've heard a lot of those Star Fox lines be meme to death. Like, so I've never played the game, but I've heard the rabbit speaking before. I've heard Falco speaking before. Yeah. I've heard Fox. I've heard a lot of the lines from the game without ever having played the game. So there must be like a lot of memeable lines from that shit.
1: There, you do so. I mean, the internet. The, one of the oldest memes, before they are called memes, do a barrel roll. Is that from Star Fox? Yeah, that's Peppy. Do a barrel roll. Like that's oh, from shit. Star Fox sixty four. Um, oh shit. So, you know there's
0: a Yu-Gi-Oh card called Do a Barrel Roll.
1: No way.
0: Yes. Hold on. Let me see if I can find it.
1: I did not know that Yu-Gi-Oh made a meme card. What the hell?
0: I just sent it to you on Discord.
1: All right. Let me look at that real quick. I'm about to look on Discord. Look at this. Do a barrel roll. Yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh card. Oh shit! And it's like a little. It's like a little Star Fox spaceship yeah, it's thing. It's blatant.
0: Like it's very blatant. It's literally called Do a Barrel Roll. <laughs> like you can't mistake it for anything else.
1: Yeah. Hell yeah, that's what's up.
0: And it's a counter trap. But yeah, uh, I didn't know that that came from Star Fox. So that's something interesting to know.
1: Yeah, that came uh, that came from Star Fox. I at a time knew I could re- recite the entire script of that game as I'm playing through. I've played it so many times. Like I said, it's a
0: And you said it's short too.
1: It's like an hour to two hours long. But what's cool is so you start off in corneria, which is the first stage, right? And you beat the stage, whatever. But what's really interesting is that. Almost every stage has an alternate way to beat it, and it'll give you a secret path to a new level. So I played the game like 500 times without ever knowing that there was another way to beat other levels. And then so like the very first level, there's a part where Falco is getting chased by a bunch of different starships. and You got to save him. If you don't save him, he, his ship ends up breaking down and he has to retreat to get a ship repaired. If you do save him, though, he's like he's like he says, like, I guess I should be thankful. And then you continue the level. But even then, nothing happens. But if you save Falco, and then there's a part in the level where there's little hoops, if you perfectly fly through all of the hoops, Falco says, like, pretty smooth flying, Fox. And then if you make it through all of them, he'll say, follow me, Fox. And then it'll take you on an alternate path. Oh, shit. And you go through an alternate path, and there's a completely different boss for the first level that, like, there's no way to even know about unless you do, like, these things. I like that you fight this boss and it brings you to a completely different second level than where you usually go. And all of the levels have these alternate victory conditions that'll bring you to different branching paths, see different parts of the story, different worlds. And then when you finally get to the end, there's like the true ending where there's if you don't get the true ending you make it to Venom, and you fight Andros, who's the final boss. And when you beat him, he turns into, like, a robot. And they're like, what the fuck? And then, like, you beat him. and then Is the, he, that's, like,
0: a big head? Just like a yeah, big head? he's, just like, a
1: big-ass monkey head.
0: Yeah. And then I've when you kill him,
1: he turns into, like, a robot face, and you got to kill him again. And you're like, what the hell? And then you watch the credits, and when the credits end, Andross' face shows up, and he starts laughing at you. And you're like, what the hell? And then the game ends. But if you beat the game and finally find the secret path and make it to the true ending, you fight Andros, you fight his true form. You kill them and then, like, you get the true ending and shit. There's so oh. the game is so cool. You can high score run the game. It's it's a game where every time you beat it, you get a score and then you put your name in. And okay, I remember so your friends
0: can compete with you too. Your friends
1: can compete with you. I remember at a time, I used to tell my friends, I'll give you five dollars if you can even make it into the 10th spot. If you can make it on the 10th spot of my leaderboard, I'll give you fucking five the cockiness. Because I played that game so much, I had just like a like
0: your scores was just crazy
1: high, like One so many ten. high scores. Yeah, and I was like, I like get get be tenth place. I'd
0: get, get on the leaderboard.
1: Get on the leaderboard because I <laughs> fucking played the shit out of that game. I had a friend come over years later. This is like we we at this point we have the the PS3 and the Wii. I had a friend come over to my house. He was talking shit and he was saying like, "Cow, he's the best at Star Fox and all this other stuff." And I was like, "Get! I I've been waiting my whole life for this." Yeah, I fucking invited him over. <laughs> And I was like, get become become rank become number ten, become number ten. And he couldn't like he couldn't do it. He couldn't even. He was like, what the <laughs> fuck? I, and I didn't let him look at my leaderboard. I was like, no, just play. And then like at the end, you'll see, and that you're not number ten. Like you're, you, yeah. know what, you know what I mean? But Star Fox sixty four, I adore that game. I played it so much. It's so fun. So much you replayability.
0: Me want to play it. Like I you can should play it on my There's PC So much replayability to
1: it. And you can beat it quickly. It's not. Yeah, it's it's so fun. It's such a good game. What Also, fun fact. I might have talked about this in the Smash Bros. episode. Actually, I think I did. But in the versus mode, you couldn't pick your character. Your character was dependent on what slot you were in in the 64. So in versus mode, I would always put my controller in the player four slot because that's the only way you could use Falco. And so I would always want to be Falco in the versus mode because he was my favorite character. In Melee, my Melee main is Falco. Ever since I was a kid four tier list existed because I just loved Falco and my entire life, whenever I've played melee and it's become a tradition, whenever I play smash in general, I always put my controller in the fourth slot because in melee, I would put my control in the fourth.
0: You had a connection to Falco prior to smash. Oh which yeah. Is, which is interesting because you, you main Falco in smash. Now, luckily for you, Falco was good in like smash. Like he's yeah. a good smash character. He's one of the best in melee. And in ultimate, he's actually really good now after a lot of buffs. But uh, I didn't know that you actually had a connection to him outside of just Smash. Like I, like for example, I like Marth and Melee, but I have never played a Fire. Yeah, movie yeah, in exactly. my life. <laughs> but I still love Marth, right? Like I love him; he's amazing. Yeah, but I've never. I can't say that I have any connection to him outside of Smash, which is really.
1: Yeah, for I'm me, tell us that. I remember loving Falco, and then i dude. When I found out Falco was in the game, because back then it was just different. I had Melee for a period of time, and because. The internet didn't exist or it did exist, but like not really, like I didn't really have access to it. I would have you would have melee for a long time with before unlocking every single character, just because unlocking the characters had all these different stipulations. And so I had melee for however long it was before even knowing Falco was in the game. When I found out Falco was in the game, it was all systems go. Like all systems fucking go to get Falco. And then once I unlocked them, there was no turning back. Like I just used them. All the fucking time.
0: Yeah, that fourth slot thing is pretty cool, though, to know that. Like, I I just literally didn't know that that was a thing.
1: Yep. Yep. Uh,
0: Okay. So, let's talk about one of our most controversial games on uh, N64, which is Conker's Bad for a Day.
1: Whoo, baby.
0: So, when I was a kid, the first time I had ever played it, uh, I believe my grandma walked in the room or like she walked by and she heard a bee that was like a honeybee. And they be cursing and saying all kinds of sexual innuendo, (laughs) and like, there's a lot of fucks and shits, and there's a lot of toilet humor. There's Matrix references, like a lot of sex, like it's a a lot. Drugs, it's a lot. There's a lot.
1: That bee, that that bee straight. He, that bee, he's like this king. He's the king bee, and he gets thrown out of the hive by the queen bee because he's like he cheats on her, and then there's this. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> There's this sunflower. There's this sunflower that That's has okay, the huge sunflower. titties. It's a like yep. gigantic titted sunflower. And he's like, <laughs> the the king bee's like, oh, I want to fucking pollinate her. Yep. He's like, oh, he's like, hey, <laughs> hey you, why don't you go over there and get that bitch to let me pollinate her? <laughs> like, he's just. <laughs>
0: and I then, remember so many crazy things. My best friend at the time, Jonathan. Uh, well, my best friend from school because we went to school together, and eventually we started to hang out after school. He was obsessed with Conker's Bad for Day, and he would, like, talk about it all the time before I ever played it. I wasn't really interested at first, and then I came over his house one time, and he started playing it, and I'm like, yo, this game is crazy. Yes, it is. Like, the Matrix and stuff, and how you could, like, do the slow motion dodges <laughs> and all of that. I don't know how they got some of the rights to do the things they did, or, like, how they got away with having a game like that. On I A64, don't know either. Because that game... You don't talk about I was rated M4
1: mature. There was so yes. much stuff. I remember uh after you after the king pollinates the bee, uh pollinates the flower, she's like sitting there and she got her titties out. And you have to, in order to progress to the next area, you have to bounce off of her titties. And, <laughs> and I remember she says, Conquer honey, you want to go for a bounce?
0: <laughs> that game, I want to play it again just because I don't remember all of the crazy shit, but there's so much from Conquerors Bad for A. Day. That is like insane. Like literally just, just a world of shit. Like there's just a place yeah. you go to and there's just shit everywhere.
1: It's like Pooh Mountain. Do you remember? So, you know, thwomps from Mario, the big, like essentially metal or stone blocks, right? That slam down. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And yeah, they have so, the face, right?
1: Yeah. So in Conquer, they're not, I don't think they're called thwomps, but there's thwomps in like the, one of the first areas. Yeah. So there's a boy thwomp and a girl thwomp and the girl thwomp is like on top of the boy thwomp and cause she's like scared of like this rat running around. When you walk up, he's like, hey. Hey you! If you don't get this fat bitch off of my back, and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> does <laughs>
0: he actually say that?
1: Yes, he's like, get this fat bitch off of my back. That game
0: is crazy.
1: It's so good, and
0: that's one of the top games on sixty four. Like that's it's one of,
1: so fun. It's top
0: ten easily.
1: It's one of the best like collectathon type games, like Donkey Kong sixty four, Banjo Kazooie. Yeah, like, those style of games like conquer. So Banjo Kazooie is made by Rareware. Donkey Kong 64 is made by Rareware. Conquer's Bad Fur Day is also made by Rareware. That they was like the
0: same feel, too. They're yeah, that,
1: that was like their style. And so, I, I truly, Conquer is, all three of those games are great. But then, Conquer was like this adult spin on that f- formula. But yeah. also, they just made the game so damn fun. The multiplayer mode was amazing. I think Conquer's multiplayer modes are way better than Donkey Kong's and uh, Banjo's multiplayer modes.
0: You you kind of fought, you could fight in the multiplayer mode, right?
1: Yeah, there was like uh, an FPS mode where, um, it was called It's War, and you you could either be the teddies or the squirrels the and teddies. then go on a little map.
0: Those evil-ass teddy bears.
1: Yeah, and you could go on a map and fight. There was, um, cavemen versus raptors, where there was, like, two raptors and, like, eight cavemen, or four cavemen or something, you could yeah. run around. Uh, there was a bunch of modes. There was one called Beach. It was based on Saving Private Ryan, and basically, you could either oh, be- Oh, yeah,
0: Conker has on his little uh, military outfit with the helmet on.
1: Yeah, yeah. And the one multiplayer mode, you were either the teddies and you were up in like turrets and like in a military camp and you had like these turrets and all these guns and you were shooting down at the beach or you were the squirrels where you're on a boat that landed on the beach and you have to run up the beach and yeah. make it to the safe zone without getting killed by the teddies. It's really freaking cool. Really, really cool. Multiplayer mode.
0: Damn. I, I I slightly remember these things as you're saying them. And I had so much fun playing all of that shit as a kid.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I remember you picking up like there was a sword you could get.
1: Yeah, yep. The I remember katana, my one friend, yeah, the
0: Yep, my one friend. He would uh, he liked to be the Matrix characters, so he would always have them like I don't know how we would do it, but he would always play where we would have the Matrix costumes on the,
1: ch- uh, the cheats. So the cheats in that game, you could go to a That's cheat menu what it was. and you enter cheats. I still remember a lot of them. Like there was a uh, beef curtains was one of the cheats. Well, That
0: just sounds crazy. <laughs> that
1: was the that was the cheat. That, was that the cheat. just sounds the wild. Curtains. That unlocked <laughs> um. I forget who that unlocked. Then there was a uh, rusty sheriff's badge. Rusty sheriff's badge unlocked the sergeant squirrel and the sergeant teddy. I think there was a uh, wellie's top or like Welly top. Um, I think unlocked the grim reaper. Um, yep, i remember
0: the grim reaper. One hit yeah, kills.
1: There was a uh, there was a bunch you could unlock like normal conquer in versus mode. You could unlock uh, uh, matrix conquer. Neo, yep. Um, yeah, eat box was one. It unlocked a bunch of different cavemen. So, yeah, there was a bunch of that shit.
0: Okay, yeah. And I'm sorry to cut
1: you off. If you put in the wrong cheat, right? If you put in the wrong cheat code, the guy would be like, "Mm," like, "Uh uh-uh. And if you (laughs) put the exact same code in again, he goes, didn't work first time. Ain't gonna work second time. dip shit.
0: (laughs) Not the game cursing you out. (laughs) Was that game... I'm assuming, like you said, it had a rating on it, right? Yeah, it was was rated M. "Mm -hmm." It
1: was rated M for Michelle. Okay.
0: My friend's mom must have bought it for him because I didn't actually own the game. He had it, did everything you could do except beat the final boss and he let me borrow it. So, what happened was, he literally couldn't figure out how to beat the final boss. And I remember watching him try to beat, it was an alien. Like, the, the final boss was like an a alien.
1: And yep, another remember, movie reference. <laughs> yep,
0: like, literally from Alien, Resurrection. I remember him trying to beat it Nothing worked, no matter what he did, because you're inside this big ass robot, right? Like you're inside yep. some kind of gigantic mech block thing. And I was like, "What are all the things that you can do?" I was like, "Can you block?" And he was like, "Yeah, you can block." And I was like, "Okay." When it does its headbutt, like block, and he blocked that shit, and the, the alien like slammed into his defenses and got dazed a little bit. And as soon as that happened, he was like, "Oh shit!" I was like, "What? Well, that's how you beat it?" And immediately that same night, then you like spin it around like Mario and like you throw it out. Uh, But I I literally helped him to beat the game because of just asking him, like, what can you do
1: besides just attack? Because he was just trying to attack. He was trying to beat his ass and it wasn't wasn't getting anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. That game. It was rated M. It was so good. I remember the way I first played it was my friend Cheyenne. He came over my house one time. He was like, yo. And he showed me he got it from one of his friends, one of his friends, let him borrow it. So I don't know how that friend got it. Cheyenne brought it over my house and then we played it and we would just play it all the freaking time. And then one day, like, his friend, like, asked for it back. But this was after, like, a year of us playing it all the time. But that's how I played it. I didn't have my own copy of Conquer. I think, until one of my birthdays, Cheyenne bought it for me and gave it to me for my birthday. But other than that, I used to always just borrow it from people and just play it for hours on hours.
0: Yeah, I was a big fan of, of Conker's Bad Fur Day and just, like, all different modes. Do you need a moment?
1: No, I think I'm good.
0: What else, dude? What do you want to go into now? What game do
1: you want oh. to go into? I don't know. Just ranting around like, so we mentioned a little bit of Pokemon Stadium. Uh, Pokemon Stadium.
0: Okay, go ahead.
1: Well, yeah, I was going to say, Pokemon Stadium was really fun. The fact that you could connect your Game Boy game, like your Pokemon Red version or then or gold version for Pokemon Stadium to silver, crystal, yellow, blue, whatever. The fact that you had this Pokemon game that you played all the time with all of your friends and then you could plug it into your N64 with like the attachment and then actually transfer your Pokemon that you raised into this N64 game. Yes. And then use them in this whole other game was, I just, that seemed
0: mind blowing at the time, by the way.
1: Yes. Like it just
0: seemed like something that should have never been. Like when I was a kid and having your Pokemon handheld for several years and then having them finally come to your TV just seemed
1: ridiculous. It's so damn cool, man. And then another kind of on that same note, I mentioned Mario Tennis earlier. I played the shit out of Mario Tennis and I also played the Game Boy Color Mario Tennis. Which was basically a full on RPG. It's actually an amazing game. If you've never played the Game Boy Color Mario Tennis game, just just play it. Like, trust me, you'll be surprised at how solid of an RPG it is. And, like, yeah, you play tennis, but I don't know. It's fucking sick. It's not an RPG. Like, it's not a take term battle. Like, the battles, so to speak, are tennis. But I don't know. The progression and the adventure of it is, is fucking dope. But you could, because it was an RPG, you made a character in that game. You could connect the Game Boy Mario Tennis to the 64 Mario Tennis and transfer your character into the Mario Tennis 64 and play oh, with him really in cool. the 64 game.
0: I feel like so. Was the 64 the first to really have that compatibility with handhelds? I feel like I think cool. so.
1: I think so. And it was yeah, that's so really cool. cool. I understand more games should do like I I just feel like I, I don't know. Not enough games well, did like the
0: Switch is literally that brought to
1: life. The Switch is that brought to life, but prior to that, like I don't know. I don't know why. Like, for example, they stopped making Pokemon Stadium games. And they I, I don't know why. Like, I have why... no
0: idea why Pokemon Stadium is not on every single Nintendo console.
1: For every generation of Pokemon there is, there, there should, be should be a Pokemon a Stadium. stadium. Like,
0: There's no question. That shit would sell. I, I believe that that shit would sell like
1: hotcakes. Like, yeah, 100%. 100%. So, oh,
0: my God. Could you imagine Pokemon Stadium on a Switch with, like, the like the, you know, the Switch Pokemon games already have pretty decent graphics and everything like that. But, like, then you not just sword, take
1: it as... Sword and Shield. I will well, not give that game any credit. That all right, game well, then don't. sucks.
0: Drag it. Drag
1: it. That game is trash. <laughs> it's so bad. But it's, could you imagine... Real. That, it, it's... Uh, I'm, anyway, moving on. This isn't the Pokemon could you, episode.
0: Could you imagine, though, having, like, even higher graphics and stuff for a Pokemon Stadium version of whatever yeah. the current generation of Pokemon is. That would be so cool.
1: Dude, if they. Oh, it. Oh, oh.
0: Yeah, just, i miss Pokemon Stadium. I don't so know why it just kind of stopped. Is, what what do we get to? Pokemon Stadium 2?
1: So we have Pokemon Stadium 1 and 2. And then there's a pseudo successor in. A game called Pokemon Coliseum that came out. I remember out. Pokemon
0: Coliseum, although I barely played it, but I do remember that one. Yeah. So that, that was, was Ruby and Sapphire, right?
1: That was Ruby and Sapphire. And that was essentially a console-based Pokemon game. Look, it had its own story, its yep. so own an adventure and everything. Um and then you could kind of do like this you could do you could hook up your Ruby and Sapphire to it and battle your friends. Um, but it was mostly a single player game with the ability to battle your friends yeah. in a stadium-like way, but it didn't have all the things that or like in Stadium.
0: For whatever reason, I don't think that game did as well.
1: And I don't think it did either. Then there was XD Gal of Darkness, which was the sequel to that, um, which had Shadow Lugia and stuff, and that, that was really cool. But once again, it was still in the vein of Coliseum. And then yeah. the final like Stadium successor is Pokemon Battle Revolution, was was for Diamond and Pearl, and that was m- more similar to the Stadium games than the Coliseum game, but it just wasn't as good. It felt like a very stripped-down version of Stadium, and it just was not nearly as good. Like they just, I felt like there was no real effort and love put into it, compared to yeah. what Stadium and Stadium 2 was.
0: Yeah, I feel like after Stadium 2, it started to decline a bit, and uh, they might have realized, okay, well, we're not profiting as much as standard Pokemon games, so they probably yeah. just pulled all their resources out of it.
1: Yeah, it's unfortunate, because I, a lot of times companies will do that, will be like, oh, well, this isn't successful anymore, so we're going to stop it. And it's like, well, it's not that you, it's successful, it's that you changed what the game was. And that wasn't successful. Like, if yeah. you made a Pokemon Stadium 3, it would be successful. But when you make Battle Revolution and it just feels like a shell of a game, like, yeah, it's not going to be successful.
0: But uh, well we can pivot over to... I want to talk about Kirby because this is one of the more low-key games on a 64. It's not one of the mega Crystal titles. Shards. Crystal Shards was so fucking good to me. I've never played a Kirby game before that. Oh, you know what? Actually, that's a lie. I think I'll play something on, like, Game Boy Advance, one of those Kirby games. Yeah, there's uh, but,
1: Kirby's Dreamland for Game Boy, Kirby's Dreamland 2, and there's like Kirby's Adventure.
0: I played um, I definitely played a handheld Kirby game before the 64, maybe after, I don't remember. But the one on 64 because it was 3D and because it was just, I don't know, I was I was more of a outside of Pokemon, I was more of a console game player. So like I, you know, at home, big TV, that was like my style. and the kirby game that came i don't even know how i ended up getting it but i thought it was so fucking cool because you could like eat anything and you would get a power it would be like rock or ice or electric or fire and you have a base power from eating something but then if you ate another thing so let's say you ate something that was ice and then you ate something that was rock now you now kirby has ice skates, and he gets like a new complete new power and he can just fucking like move he could move way faster now like skating through to every area he could jump higher uh he slides he has like an ice slide attack
1: you could and also double seeing, up a power if you got you ice could, twice it would be it would, an even stronger ice attack. then he would
0: have a fucking big ass snowball that he could create and like it would get bigger as you would roll it and i would see how big it could get yep uh, i remember
1: the fire and bomb Turn Kirby into like a firework and his body would like explode yes. and bounce through the air and yep. like, that one was sale. Some of
0: those some of the combinations were absolutely OP. <laughs> some of them were not created equal. For example, uh Electric and Rock created a, a yo-yo.
1: Yes, like a boulder like, with electricity yes. on it, right? Yes. Yeah, and yeah. it was it
0: was a bit much. It was yeah. a, it was a bit much. <laughs>
1: that game is uh, so
0: tight. Yeah, no, Kirby Crystal Shards was fun as shit. I remember going like getting up to the boss. I didn't know how to beat the boss at first. It's was a really long fight. Uh, but all the levels were really cool. Absorbing all the powers, finding all the combinations. I remember I almost got to the end of the game, and it was still a combination that I hadn't seen yet. I didn't even realize that I hadn't seen the combination yet. And then I, I randomly got it, and I was like, what the hell? I've never <clears> even seen this this, this before. And then, you know, you get all excited because you're like, this is a whole new thing to go back to every single level and try out now.
1: Yep, yep. Dude, what's sick? You know something you just... And so... Um... I know. It's kind of like to harken back to Pokemon a little bit, something cool about Pokemon and like that Kirby game and like the sense of discovery, the little, like when you get a power, seeing what the power does. And then when you see that, that power mixes with other powers and then seeing all the different combinations of how the power mixes, it's like, when you go into a new route in Pokemon and you're like, holy shit, I've never seen that Pokemon before. What the hell is that?
0: Just excitement.
1: Like that, those little things are so, so cool that it's like, because it, it's that collection things that I want to collect. It is.
0: All. I want to see everything that the game has to offer. So
1: yeah, when the powers have all these cool different interact. Like I remember one. I can't remember what the combination was, but you turn into a refrigerator and like you open up and like food comes out. Of <laughs> I your know
0: body. exactly. what you're talking about. Ice and something. I don't. I don't know really what it was. ice and something. It, you turn into maybe maybe ice and electricity. That sounds about like ice yeah, and electricity. Yeah, yeah, probably.
1: Um, I think like I think one of them you turn into like a a fucking. An iron, like an iron, when you like iron, really board, iron, like yeah. an ironing board.
0: No, I, I got you. Yeah. Um,
1: that word's hard to say while you're trying to explain. Like, if you say, like, an iron, that could be 300 different things, right? But anyway, yeah. Current then Christmas are just sick.
0: Then there were the hard ass Castlevania games.
1: You know, I don't, I love Castlevania. I played, Castlevania is super fun. I don't think I've ever played a 64 one, though.
0: I played it briefly and it's hard as fuck, and I didn't like it.
1: Yeah, I, I never have not had fun
0: playing Castlevania games in general, I want to say.
1: Uh, yeah, Castlevania like I like a lot of them. Uh but I've mostly only played handheld Castlevania games. Um like I played uh Dawn of Sorrow, I've played Circle of the Moon, Portrait of Ruin, um
0: Portrait of Ruin.
1: Uh Order of Ecclesia, I think it's called, something like that. I've most, awesome. of the, most of the Castlevania games I've played have been handheld. Um what's the one not with Simon. I've actually never played the very first Castlevania. But I've played um, the one with Richter. Rondo of Blood, I think it's called. Uh, but yeah, I played a bunch of Castlevania games. But I've harder. never played a 64 one.
0: What about Mario Kart 64? How did you oh compare God. it to Diddy Kong Racing? Because I like Diddy Kong Racing a lot more than I like Mario Kart. I don't know why. Maybe it's because you had like the three different vehicle options between the boat, the planes, and the, uh, the cars. Also,
1: Diddy Kong... It wasn't an open world, but the fact that it had a hub world was really cool. Like yeah. the like hub worlds were just a cool thing. The characters were cool. Diddy Kong Racing, and Mario Kart sixty four. I think they're both really good games.
0: But yeah, they are for sure.
1: I I did play Diddy Kong Racing more than Mario yeah. Kart sixty four. Um, I suck like um, at
0: racing games too. Like I don't know how to. I don't really know how to play them. Like I'm just not good at them. But
1: yeah, they're fun. They're fun. I I like the what's it called? You can unlock, dude, in Diddy Kong Racing. I don't know if you remember. His name was TT. I'm TT. He was like a, he was a clock. <laughs> you want a <the> voice <laughs> <laughs> But he's like a little clock and TT stood for time trial and you could talk to him to do the time trial modes, but his name was just TT. Anyway, you could unlock him. Um, but when you would talk to him, a little jingle would play and there was a piece of the jingle that I swear to God, it was like, celebrate good times. Come on. <laughs> like, it was like a piece of that. You could ask anybody. I it feel had like they like got this, away with a lot of that type of shit back the then. The celebrate jingle in there. I swear to God.
0: You're probably right. There was Rayman 2, The Great Escape.
1: Yep. Yep. Car- the cartridge of that is green. I don't remember. Yeah. Like Donkey Kong 64's cartridge was yellow. Most of the cartridges are gray. Like Majora's yeah. Mask cartridge was gold. Um, Pokemon Stadium 2's cartridge was gold and silver for the games. Yep. Um, shit like that was really cool.
0: Let's see, what else we got here? We already talked about Conquer Wave Race 64. How about,
1: just in general, the Nintendo 64 itself had four controller ports. Like It was the multiplayer machine. Like It
0: was. Like, That's why the wrestling game, No Mercy, was so fun to us, too. Because unlike PlayStation, where you had to buy a fucking adapter to have four people. A multi-tap.
1: Remember multi-taps? Yeah, no.
0: <laughs> so the 64 where it failed me was having an expansion pack. That was bullshit. Where the PlayStation family was having a multi tap just to get four people, mm-hmm. <laughs> they all mm-hmm. had their gimmicks. They all they all found a way to fuck you in the end. But the sixty four, being able to have four of my cousins, like well, me and three of my cousins play No Mercy and we like team up on each other.
1: Yep,
0: on one screen was so cool. Um, same thing with Smash. Like the full Smash experience is having four people back then. Yes, yes. Now you got to have fucking eight like Smash orgies. But I
1: remember. Uh... This is more about melee, but in melee, me and my friend Cheyenne, uh, we would be Fox and Falco, and we would always do like us as Fox and Falco versus like whoever or whatever, like whatever challenge was in the game or whatever. Yeah. we'd either be Fox or Falco, or it would be Marth and Roy.
0: One of the Smash like, games you could play. I feel like the like, not. I don't know how to call like story mode. Basically, together, I feel like like uh, I feel like you could go through it with another person. I think
1: brawl. You could do that. Yeah, you one of them. I feel like you go
0: through another person. That was kind of fun. But did you? Were you big in banjo, Kazooie as a kid?
1: Yes, I remember. I don't remember if it's in Kazooie or Tui, but there's a carnival world, and I spent an untold amount of hours in that carnival level, just doing all kinds of shit. And I, I don't know. There might be something wrong with me. I, I, I might have some kind of mental deficiency. I've talked about before how when I get in the role-playing, when, like, I'm playing a game and, like, I become the character and I'm just Jeff. a full-on loser and I'm, like, in the game. When I was playing Banjo-Kazooie, I remember being in that carnival and just talking to myself and, like, talking about running, like, oh, we got to run the carnival. And, like, we would go up and like, – I remember there was one where you climb up this huge ladder and, like, jump off into this pool. And in my head, I there'd be, like, a crowd and, like, oh, my God, I can't believe he's climbing up that ladder. There's no way he's jumping off the ladder into the – Oh my god! He jumped. What an amazing jump! He's amazing. <laughs> I don't know. Just <laughs> I spent so much time in that damn carnival. But uh, I played Banjo Kazooie and Tui a lot. I played the shit out of those. I
0: games. played them only briefly. I so the same way I was a Sonic Sega Genesis kid. I was more of a PlayStation Crash Bandicoot kid, mm-hmm. and we'll get to that when we talk about. Uh, we'll do a PlayStation episode, a PlayStation 1 episode because it would be unfair to do a PlayStation versus all, like the 64 versus all of PlayStation. When we do our (laughs) PlayStation 1 episode, uh, we'll talk about like Spiral the Dragon and Crash Bandicoot and Soul Reaver. These are the games that I was playing concurrently like while Banjo-Kazooie was out, Banjo-Tooie and all that stuff. Um, But I did play it a bit and like you said, because I had already played Conker's Bad Fur Day, it had that same feel to it. So I was like, oh, this is kind of like the same game, like in a way. Mm-hmm. Right, like I could tell, like it was obviously like, but it was, I remember it being such a big deal. Like Banjo Kazooie was huge when I was a child.
1: Yeah, it was. was it was fucking huge. That game is good, man. It, there's a lot of worlds. The music is really good. That's something else. The Nintendo, honestly, Nintendo music in general,
0: it's so good.
1: Has they have so you many just
0: can't you can't fire you can't trails. even lie about it. You can't you can't hate on it. Oh uh, yeah, when we talking about Ocarina of Time, I wanted to blurt out the song of storms. Because in yeah. that game, you can literally play music. The Bolero of Fire, those the songs and fucking Ocarina of Time that you could play are so good that sometimes me and my friend would literally just play the different songs just to hear them.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Da-da-da, yes. Da-da-da. yes.
0: Like oh, that takes me back. When like, you I, go
1: to the windmill and the guy's like playing the song of yes, storms on the thing. And you make it rain, which is like, so cool, you can
0: make it rain at any time. And yep. I'm not talking about the strip club, I'm and talking about like, actual rain. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. And the, the windmill speeds up and he yep. gets all pissed yeah. and the song speeds up. Yeah. Um also, cool little like paradox is you learn the song of storms as an adult from the windmill guy, and he says that a kid came to him and he played that song and destroyed his windmill. Oh, and sure. then like you go back it's in time and came it, you first. do that. Yeah, and yeah. it's like you learn it from him, but apparently he learned it from you. Yes, but you can't go there it's, to ruin his day until you learn it from him. It's the
0: Hodor thing all over again, brand Stark.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I like that.
0: I like that. I fucking love the music some some uh song of sorrows there's some really sad songs you can play on ocarina
1: even in yep. is
0: it majority no it's not, yeah, it's
1: not Majora's Mask has a bunch of music too
0: okay the song yeah. of the
1: healing they have um what's the one
0: where you grow the big ass wings and you teleport away
1: the song of soaring
0: yes oh my god so good i can literally just listen to the songs you can play
1: they're good <sighs> Koji Kondo, Koji, K- if you if you if you guys don't know, Koji Kondo is the main composer of a lot of the Zelda music, and he is he's a G. What's his name? Uh Koji Kondo.
0: And well, he's up there with Nobuo Uematsu.
1: He's the man. He's, he, he's is the man. he
0: has to be regarded and revered as one of the best composers, or whatever you want to call it, because the music from honestly all the Zelda games. Like, don't get me wrong, every Zelda game has amazing music, but because I grew up on Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask. Uh, obviously, I remember those way more. They like speak to me a lot more. Those songs will forever be ingrained into my mind. They're so good. <laughs> yeah. I just think about them. Like, some of the music is just so, so insane. Movie Not music. um.
1: I just thought of just random. I know you didn't play Mario 64, but to jump over to it. I well, I know. did.
0: I did throw penguins, like baby penguins, off the, <laughs> off the Like, I I did a lot of heinous things. Like I Dude,
1: did I that. did that, too. I did that, too. I played that game. I remember that's another game because it has a hub world that's basically an open world. And then it has a bunch of different worlds that are you can just do whatever you want in. I spent so much time just exploring that game. I remember being a kid, and my mom and one of her best friends actually played. My mom is in no way a gamer. Like, I think that's the only game she's ever played, but... I remember being a kid and my mom and her friend being up to like 2am playing Mario 64 and just all the exploring you can do and finding different ways to jump on different things Uh, and the absolute betrayal you felt the very first time you're going to the first Bowser level and you see a painting of Princess Peach. So you're running toward the painting and then Peach turns into Bowser and yeah, then the that floor shit. falls
0: out. Oh my god. I remember so I would I would kind of run towards it and start backing up <clears throat> and then run towards it and back up. Like you know yep. what I mean? Like you would try to play with it and see like I don't know if it wouldn't turn into Bowser at some point, but it always did.
1: It always did. And then the endless staircase. Fuck that. You're just like running up it and it's like it never stops and, and we, then and then the speedrunners figure out a way to fucking glitch their way through it through it so see
0: i hate them so i got screwed over because of final fantasy 7 and final fantasy 7 there's a part when you are pretty much on the exit of midgar right so you're you're storming the shimmer building and mm-hmm. there's two options it's like do we barge it through the front or do we take the stairs to the on the side and when you take the stairs on the side which is basically you being a bitch and not wanting to fight uh you run up several Several staircases, like just so many, and I, I mean, love the way
1: they handled that in the remake. By the way, me too, Yours, dude. It's so good. Of course, you know.
0: <laughs> I, come on, you know I had to do everything. Yeah, I had yeah. to do everything there <laughs> is to do. But in the original game, you run up the staircases, and honestly, it feels like it's forever. Like it takes so long. So when I played Mario sixty four in my brief time playing it,
1: oh no, <laughs> I,
0: you see where this is going. I thought. I just have to keep going. <laughs> like eventually there is a top and then after running for probably 20 actual fuck minutes, like oh, that's, that's actually fucking crazy. I'm actually getting cocked here.
1: Somebody uh, streamed. I want to say like within the last year, somebody streamed themselves running up the endless staircase for 24 hours. Like it was literally a 24 hour stream of them just holding <laughs> them up on the controller on the endless staircase. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Who the hell watched that? So yeah. I know you are a big advocate of Paper Mario. Yes, you fucking love Paper Mario, and that is a 64 game, right?
1: The first one. The first one is a 64 game. Yep. Paper Mario. uh, It's an RPG um, and has great mechanics. It's completely it's interactive the whole time, which is something that I really found fun about it. In a lot of RPGs, you know, you press, you pick your move, and then your guy does the move, and that's cool. But the thing that was cool about Paper Mario is that you were constantly active. If you picked your move, let's say you picked a jump where Mario would go and jump on the enemy. You have to time an A button press to do more damage. So a jump, you would do one damage, but if you press A at the perfect time, you would do two damage. Um, and when the enemies would hit you, you could press A at the perfect time to block their attack, so you would take less damage. Um, and then all the different moves had different commands and timings to keep you constantly in the fight, so you couldn't just pick your move and put the controller down. So that was really fun. Gameplay in that regard was really fun. The story was really cool. It was it was cool. There was like this storybook world. Music is re- really interesting. The game is charming. Um, and the writing is actually really good. It's funny. It's colorful. Um, I remember playing through the game with a close friend of mine, uh, Cheyenne, again. I mentioned Cheyenne a lot in this episode. Growing up, he was like my main guy that I played all these 64 games with. And so I remember we used to take turns. So in... in Mario Party, you have a... Not Mario Party. In Paper Mario, you have party members, like any other RPG. But in battle, it's only Mario and one party member. And So the way we would play is I would be Mario. So we'd go around the world, we'd get in a battle. I would be Mario, and then after I would do myself with Mario, I would hand him the controller, and he would be the party member. He would take whatever action the party member would take. Yeah, and We would pass the controller back and forth, and it, we would play this single-player RPG, essentially two players, by changing off... Which character we're using, um, and then there's this guy called the Master you can fight, and the Master is broken. He's like in the in mush, and he's like in Toad Town, and he's so hard. He's one of the hardest fights in the game. You got You beat him. After you beat him, you fight him like multiple times. You get stuff for beating him. He like turns Super Saiyan, like he turns gold and gets an aura, and uh, he's just really, really hard to beat. And he can beat your ass. And there's a badge. Badge are like abilities and skills that you get called Zap Tap. Zap Tap. Is the greatest badge of all time. You equip it, and whenever an enemy hits you, they get shocked and take one point of damage as well. Zap Tap is the cheese, okay?
0: That was some tier, like it was, a high it tier, was shit. tier
1: zero. You put Zap Tap on, and yeah, that <laughs> shit would carry you so hard. <laughs>
0: Zap Tap carries.
1: Zap Tap fucking carries, you know. It was so <laughs> good. So yeah, uh, Paper Mario was my, my yeah, juice. Paper Mario was my Paper
0: Mario was good. We didn't really talk about it, but Pokemon Snap was another big game on a 64. Yeah. Um, it changed what I knew about gaming because, like I told you in the Pokemon episode, I didn't really know that I would even like that. My mom got it for me, without i be asking. It was one of those things like she just kind of brought it home because it was a new Pokemon game. I don't think I was really interested in it like that. Like, I would see the commercial for it and be like, okay, whatever. But me being such a competitive person and all that, like, I wasn't too interested in it. And then, like, she just got it for me. And I'm like, all right, well, she bought it. I'm just going to play it for a little bit. And I told you, I became completely fucking enamored with that game to the point where I was falling asleep in class the next day
1: mm-hmm. because of
0: how late I would stay up playing Pokemon Snap. Just literally taking pictures of Pokemon, the most therapeutic thing you could do. I feel like Pokemon Snap was therapy.
1: It was before. therapy. That like, was a that blockbuster game, game for me. I never owned Pokemon Snap, but I blockbustered it 100 it's times. It's so
0: good. It's I don't know. Something about that game is so therapeutic. And I didn't play the new one on Switch, but I kind of just want to like try it. You because... should. Did you play it?
1: No, I watched... uh so on my stream, Critical. Hit oh, Plus, Anthony played it, right? I watched Ant play it, who also streams with me on, on my channel. Uh, yeah. I watched him play it.
0: Yep, yeah, on Critical Hit Plus. So I remember you talking about that, but I have no idea what the consensus was on a new Pokemon Snap game. But I'm I'm actually down to just give it like a, a nice little two hours of gameplay just to see if it has that old feel. The problem is though, I do not know all the Pokemon anymore. So yeah, yeah. Back when I played Pokemon Snap, I think there was 150, maybe 250 or something like that. But like now there's so many Pokemon.
1: There's like 900.
0: Jesus Christ. Is it really 900?
1: I'm pretty sure there's not. If there's, it it might, it's like cusping a thousand.
0: I got you for at least 400.
1: Yeah. It's, it's cusp. Dude. I remember, um, when I was working as a, uh, landscaper, we're driving in the truck. And the one guy I work with found out I like Pokemon. And he was like, there's no way you like Pokemon. You're fucking 24 years old at the time. And I was like, no, nah, man, Pokemon's the shit. And so he literally goes on Google, and he just starts looking up random Pokemon. So he would look up a picture of a random Pokemon, describe what it would look like, and I would say the Pokemon's name. And he'd be like, how the fuck do you know all of these, you loser? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I just knew like, just about every Pokemon he described I knew. So, yeah. You know what I just thought of, though? When you mentioned, or I guess when you mentioned Pokemon Snap, and then I mentioned it being a blockbuster game, did you ever play the Rugrats Nintendo sixty four game? That was a blockbuster game for me. I remember at Blockbuster, well, there's a Rugrats N sixty four game. I think I did, That I played the shit out of.
0: I think I actually did. It looked terrible, but I'm pretty sure I I'm pretty, played yeah, it. Yeah, I think it did
1: look terrible, and
0: I think I had a bit of fun with it. But I don't remember much about it. Like I, I don't. Yeah, I can't even say I remember much about it because this these now we're going into twenty over twenty year old memories
1: now. Yeah, I want to look it up real quick. I want to see what I, I think it's like. Okay, I want to look Tokyo it up too. Or something um, Rugrats sixty four. Rugrats, uh, Rugrats scavenger
0: in Paris? hunt oh, scavenger I played Hurt, okay.
1: scavenger I know scavenger hunt was one I, there might have been two but I know for a fact scavenger hunt I'm looking at the front cover of it and then yeah so there's Rugrats scavenger hunt is one Rugrats game and then there's Rugrats in Paris the movie game there's a game for the Rugrats in Paris movie I played that game a bunch too I've, I remember running those games from Blockbuster and just I don't know playing the shit out of them
0: Yeah, I'm looking at gameplay of it right now, and I vaguely remember seeing this, but I don't know if I played it or if my best friend Eric played this. Because there were a lot of games, as a kid, like, we had different tastes. He was three years older than me, so he would probably be playing some shit, and then I would just come over to his house and watch him play it. Because one-player games kind of ruled my life back in the day. Yeah. Like, we were big on playing things that both of us could not play. Like, obviously, we played Smash and Diddy Kong Racing and all that stuff, but for the most part, like, you would kind of get the perception that we played a lot of multiplayer games we really did we played a lot of single player games like a lot of final fantasy a lot of rpgs and things by ourselves mm-hmm. but uh like golden eye
1: is mostly remembered for its multiplayer experience but i remember i played the shit out of that game single player like i beat that game yeah i beat the single player of that game i remember i almost lost my eardrums i um I don't remember the map, but you could dual wield these machine guns. I remember they were like all silver. There were like these silver machine guns. And I turned the... Nobody was home. I turned the volume on my TV all the way up to max. And I was like... And I just started shooting the shit out of them. And my ears were in pain for the rest of the day. Damn. But yeah, 007 GoldenEye. I remember you get to the end of that game. I want to say the traveling. He's the final boss you fight. Traveling, I think his name is, and it's like on like a like this sky bridge or some shit like that, like a yeah. satellite or some crazy. Something shit.
0: really cool. All right, so we have been praising the sixty four a lot this episode, and good praise has to come with a little bit of slander. Oh so, no! So oh, I love no. the sixty four. One of my favorite game systems, but I gotta slander it a little bit. I got to. I got okay, to. I all got right, to. let's see. There's only one glaring flaw
1: i'm gonna you guys ready for the fat disagree go ahead
0: the fucking controller for the 64
1: is y'all are terrible. tripping y'all that are all fucking,
0: tripping that controller no is wild no Can y'all, y'all are tripping. the nintendo 64 Listen. controller right now you want to talk about the most not ergonomic design ever that
1: shit all right look okay he pulled it up he if you're on patreon all right i got the video right now Okay. Or if you end up seeing this clip this on YouTube, this controller is this
0: crazy.
1: This controller, all right. <laughs> I'll describe it to you. You know what it looks like, but I'll describe it to you. Okay. It looks like a. The space
0: analog shit. is in the middle, just by, like. It looks like off a spaceship.
1: It's got three prongs, right? Here's the thing. Everybody talks shit on this controller, all right? Now I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and say it's the best controller I've ever made. Don't it's lie to us. But it is nowhere near as bad as people say it is. I have this argument to the death. Watch me. All right, ready? I got y'all. So first of all, you can either hold it like this with your hand in the middle, right? And yep. you have your, your thumb on the control stick. Under here, you have the trigger. You have Z. And then you've got R here. And then you got A, B. You got C buttons and start. It works perfectly fine like a normal controller.
0: And Until you, you need to use the fucking left side of the here's stick. the
1: thing. <laughs> you never... They never design any games where you have to use both. So for example will be a game, because if you just look at this controller, it actually is just, if you ignore the stick, it's an SNES controller, right? Yeah. Like, this is an SNES yeah, controller. Like blatantly. And so it has the D-pad. So the way they designed their games was, if it was a D-pad game, you would hold the controller on the outside, and the stick in the middle would be completely ignored. And you would use the D-pad, and you would use R and L. They were smart enough to basically put another L button on the bottom so that when you had to use the stick... You didn't have to press L over here. So, like, games that used the stick ignored this part of the controller, and games that used a D-pad ignored the middle of the controller. And I think it worked pretty well. It was the advent of the control stick. Like, this thing didn't even exist yet. Nintendo invented this. He is fucking consoles, nuts. That controller right? is garbage. It's if not you, garbage. If, it you guys Google,
0: if you guys Google worst controllers in history, like, yeah, Google worst game controllers in history. It'll and be on it there. Going- It'll be the, it be the no, and the wrong. Dreamcast controller uh, listen, will be on and the also list. that first Xbox controller. We can shit, like there are but some listen, controllers, but it's listen. not the worst. It's not the worst. I'm not going to say it's the worst. Like I, if it was a bottom ten
1: controllers. Just because everyone not- agrees it's the worst doesn't mean it's true. Twilight was one of the best-selling movies. <laughs> Twilight, you know? So how dare you? Everybody no. went to go watch Twilight. How doesn't mean you. it was a great movies movie. Our fucking national treasure, <laughs>
0: goddammit. You take that
1: back. <laughs> Everybody went to go see movies. the fucking Twilight movies. I they love sold Jacob. well. The books sold great. Fuck you. Nobody's putting them at the top of the list, the greatest movie and <laughs> books of all time, okay? They're not in the top 50. <laughs> that piece of shit, Absolute garbage! James Cameron movie called Avatar, oh, the shitty blue people. God, it's like the movie. best-selling movie of all time, greatest box it. office hit. That Drag movie it. is boring as fuck. Drag him. Dances with wolves with Drag blue people. Him. It is. Absolute garbage. With with and people. it sucks because it's called Avatar, and when you talk about the good Avatar, the last airbender, you always have to preface it with the good Avatar, yes. not the one with the blue people. You're so, talking about the, awesome. the fucking James Cameron movie? No! no I'm not talking about bad we're never
0: talking about that one. We are never talking about the one with blue people, ever.
1: Anyway, all of that to say is I don't give a fuck what the internet says. The N64 controller is not as bad as people say it is. And it is functional, and it works quite well. Yeah. And the Avatar movie made by James Cameron fucking sucks. Also, Titanic is really boring. If you want to go to sleep, watch t- Titanic. Thirdly, this wasn't supposed to be about James Cameron, but I don't think James Cameron is that good of a director. Eat me,
0: James. Yeah, I. <laughs> is, he the, is he also the Titanic guy? Is that yeah? James that...
1: Cameron made Titanic. I think okay. Titanic is so fucking boring. The only so, thing good that came out of Titanic is near far yeah wherever that song forever you beyond uh, yeah.
0: beyond
1: yeah that song is a fucking banger but other yeah. than that so I went back
0: so. and watched Titanic and the movie actually did not age well like it no. was amazing when we were young and we were children I guess because my grandma used to watch it all the time and I would watch whatever my grandma watched but and watching it as an adult now who that movie did not age well
1: no like, it did it
0: not. not it did not age well at all. Great love story though even though I the guess. end of it is kinda stupid because Rose, if you don't move your fat ass over and let me get on that damn door so we can both live.
1: Trash. Was there a Titanic sixty four game? <laughs> oh my god. I wanna look it up. I know that there's not, but like what if there is?
0: <laughs> a Titanic sixty four game.
1: What if there is? oh my god That'd be great. Um, what if we learn that so right?
0: yeah the, the the nintendo 64 the controller you know i always i have to it's the only slander i can really give the system the system is phenomenal honestly what, what's interesting to me though is that as i was looking at the gaming library before this podcast i guess gaming libraries in general were just way smaller than what they are in, like these days yes
1: because yes, i
0: was expecting hundreds and hundreds of crazy titles but then i saw it and i was like, oh, it's only like 20 games on a 64 that i really would call like the 64 like what they really made the system yep. and, and the rest of it is kind of fodder now don't get me wrong though the 20 games that it have that it has are fucking iconic as hell so it's like They're really good i'd rather take 20 insane games that have i don't know 60 games that are all kind of like okay take it or take it yeah. or leave it
1: yeah the, the, the library was definitely a lot smaller uh when you go back and look at it You're like oh wow there's not there's not a hundred games yeah there's Why? not a hundred
0: games for sure
1: all like you can think of, you can rattle off a list of a bunch of games that you can just sink yeah. a ton of time into.
0: There's so many good games though. Like the quality, like Nintendo back then, especially. The South Park. Did you ever play South
1: Park game? I did actually. Where you know like, piss on a snowball and yep. piss snowballs at people.
0: And they were curse and shit. Yeah. Yo, cursing was just a thing in video games back then. Like Congress Back Friday wasn't the only one.
1: It wasn't. It was rare, but it was yeah. there. Like they were used to. Because we were kids too. We were like, oh,
0: oh cursing was great it was the best thing in the world. Like I'll put yeah, Congressman You Bad on and turn the volume up just to like get a reaction out of my family.
1: Oh, I wanted to, you mentioned this earlier. I wanted to just break in the song and go, I am the great mighty poo. And I'm going to throw my shit at you. My huge <laughs> supply of tish comes from my chocolate starfish. How <laughs> about some scat, you little twat. not
0: Whoa. <laughs> That is crazy.
1: That was My the chocolate great money
0: starfish. <laughs> he was literally talking about his asshole.
1: Oh man. Damn. The great money song is amazing. That was the first verse. That was the first verse for y'all. <laughs>
0: well, you remembered it, And, uh, cause you definitely didn't just look that up or anything. Like you actually just broke out in a fucking song. <laughs> That's why I don't remember it word for word like that, but that is just that game. <sighs> Good times. So then it's 64. We'll talk about the PlayStation One. I guess we'll do like an episode for all of the gaming yeah. systems on obviously. Because yeah, we like, can
1: honestly, and it gets well, at some point it'll get hard. But so I was gonna say it gets easier in a way because they'll have more and more content. But then like I can't talk. I the PS4, I barely fucking touch the PS4. The right? PS4
0: I only played three games. Yeah. Uh the the So the Dreamcast, I played a couple games: Power Stone, Sonic Adventure, Sonic Adventure 2 Battle.
1: Yeah. What's um, crazy is I mainly played taxi. those on Dreamcast, but I mainly played them on GameCube.
0: Yes. Yep. Oh, that's actually true. So I did start out playing Sonic Adventure on game, on uh, Dreamcast, but then when it became a GameCube title, that's where I really played it. Yep. Um, But yeah, the Dreamcast, is not there's not too much on that system that I played, but the things that I did play were really cool. And like the whole idea of attaching, so it had that big opening where you could attach like a little screen, like an extra screen thing to it. And so you could have your child from child Garden and Sonic Adventure like come with you and it was a lot. Uh, the PlayStation Two obviously has a fucking ton of games. The PlayStation One has a ton of games. Uh, yeah, we're, the gonna, ga- we're gonna the touch on all those.
1: GameCube, the Wii. I'm definitely yeah. down to do an episode on basically each of those systems for sure. Yeah,
0: yeah. I don't think we're going to be able to do like PS3. I don't think that that's going to be like a whole. I don't think we could do. We might have to combine that with like
1: something
0: else. PS3, PS4, or something, and and, and we, could Xbox do, we could do
1: that era like PS3 and 360. Because that's like yeah, an error. That is an era. PS3 360 is not a good an era, era,
0: era, but it is an error.
1: It's an error and they were always they were at war with each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. They,
0: it's an error for people who like first person shooters though. Cause that's the dawn of first person shooters becoming the dominant type of game. Yeah. Like I, I feel like that's when it happened, right? Like Gears of War, Modern Halo. Warfare, oh, Halo, obviously. Yeah. Like that is that is the dawn of first person shooters basically taking over. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of when I started to get out of gaming a bit. Like when, when first person shooters were where everyone was playing is when I was like, I'm done with this. Like I'm not
1: like, that's not me. Yeah. So yeah, well, I'm down to definitely touch on all of those. I'm trying to think there's I'm trying to think if there's anything else on the 64 I want to bring up. I can't think of anything right now. And if I do later at some point, we'll just talk about it at another point. But can you think well, of anything
0: else? I, I can't right now. And I've, I've actually pulled up a list of the 50, like top 50 games. Oh, real and, quick.
1: I did just think of one. Because we mentioned it before we started recording, Yoshi Story. Okay.
0: I did, yeah. I, I actually played that to completion, which is so random because I'm not a Yoshi fan in any kind of real way. But I did really like the Yoshi Story games because I feel like you could go into the foreground and the background or something like that.
1: I think on some of the levels, did you find the secret Yoshis, like the black Yoshi and the white Yoshi and shit? Yep.
0: That was a big deal. I think I might even looked it up. But I do remember finding like different color Yoshis. Uh, the game was really short. That was the other thing. That game was short as fuck. Like, I remember, so I don't know if I beat it in a day or if it was like, but I know I beat it in like a weekend. Like, it was really quick. But Man. I had an amazing time playing it.
1: I played that game a lot. And I know after you beat it, like, there's a little thing. They, they stand around this tree, and they all sing. The song's supposed to go like, The
0: apple.
1: I'm pretty sure they're singing about this apple. It's creepy. But to me, it always sounded like they were saying, Asshole. And it sounded like they are saying, The asshole. Yep. Very the creepy. The
0: asshole. <laughs> the asshole. Is it the same song from Smash? Was like Dinero? I
1: think. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I dinero.
0: think so. Dinero. <laughs> always say Dinero because they're like thinking <laughs> about money. But <laughs> a lot of times when you play on a uh, Yoshi's Island and Smash, I guess it's on a couple Smash games, but that it has that one song that sounds like they're saying Dinero. There, it's that song you're talking
1: about, though. Yep. Yep. So yeah, good times, Yoshi story. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's
0: this probably other things i mean well how about this to our listeners let us know what 64 games you absolutely fucking love Write into i Nerd podcast at gmail.com let us know how you felt about the 64 did you grow up on a 64 as well did you love it did you hate it did you love the controller did you hate the controller like let us know what your thoughts are on this episode as a whole yeah, let, let us know that you're not awesome. a
1: sheeple and that you think the controller is great
0: not a sheeple He's a Nintendo fanboy, which I don't have a problem with because listen, I'm, all right I'm, listen. I'm a PlayStation fanboy and I'm also a fucking Apple fanboy, so right. I have my vices as well.
1: Look, I may be a huge Nintendo fan, all right? But I did not buy the Wii U. I'm not a blind fan You, know,
0: you actually did not buy the Wii U. I did which is
1: not wild. I, you, I don't you know how how you, for me. Like,
0: How did you know not to buy the system? I
1: had Dude, I remember before the Wii U came out, uh, talking to our friend Medina. And Medina telling me he was going to get it and blah, blah, blah. And I was tell- before it came out, I was like, that system is going to suck. And I was arguing. I don't remember the exact conversation, but I remember arguing about all of the things that were going to be wrong with the system and blah, blah, blah. I knew, like, I've, I've bought and owned every single Nintendo system except the Wii U, and I wear that as a badge of honor because a lot of my friends call me out on being a Nintendo fanboy and then I like to throw it back in their face, being like, "But you bought the Wii U, and I did not." Because right. Because I was like, "I know, I know when to hold them. I know when to hold them. I was like, "I'm not buying that piece of shit." Um, I don't. I just, yeah, early on, I don't remember my exact arguments and w- what happened before it came out, but I remember arguing with people before it came out, saying that like it wasn't, it wasn't going to be the sauce, and uh, it was it was not the sauce?
0: Yeah, you just had that foresight you didn't get uh, screwed over by people who actually did buy the Wii yeah. U.
1: But definitely let us know, like, you're just one of your favorite N64 memories of that time period. Um, sometimes you have memories that aren't specifically in a game, like how I have... The N64 brings up a memory of a fucking sixth-grader rock-bottom slamming somebody through a table in my school. <laughs> um, so, cool memories, you know? There's um, this
0: one video of these kids thinking that they got a Nintendo 64.
1: Oh and they God. are screaming wait were you talking about the one where they did get an n64 though because there's okay remember there's, one?
0: A, there's a couple there's the crying nintendo kid one and nintendo then there's
1: 64 the yes
0: there's they lose their fucking minds
1: oh and the man people, they
0: remix you know how people remix everything so there's like the nintendo 64 nintendo 60 and it's like the kids yeah. screaming over and over again
1: imagine you walk downstairs on christmas morning you see a big box you tear it open and it's Nintendo 64. <laughs> that shit is top tier. Quick side note: Let me know before you're going to get ready to end because there's a random question I want to answer. It's like a listener letter from me.
0: Okay, go ahead. You could just shoot it off because I'm going to read out the Patreon after that.
1: Okay. Are we, are we so are we about wrapped up for 64? Yeah, we're
0: yeah we're wrapped up.
1: So before we go, this is absurdly random. This has nothing to do with today's topic, nothing to do with Nintendo 64, and probably nothing to do with being a nerd. Unless you're a fashion nerd. Oh, God. I have no idea what the Met Gala is. Okay. The Met yep. Gala just happened. And I know Fraser <laughs> is in <into> the fashion.
0: <laughs> I know everything about the Met Why Gala. Why the
1: fuck? What is the deal with with <laughs> AOC and her dress at the Met Gala? Why, how come I did? I don't know what the Met Gala is. I know nothing about fashion, but I just know everywhere I go, I hear people talking about AOC, her dress, and the Met Gala. What is going on?
0: So her dress says tax the rich. Um, I
1: would have never known. I've seen a million different variations.
0: So apparently to attend that gala, you do have to pay an outrageous amount of money. Like I want to say hundreds of thousands of dollars. But uh, so people were like, well, how can you say tax the rich? But you're going to one of the richest events in the world. Like you're literally Mm. going to something that is one of the most capitalist, liberal fucking things there is. Right. And I think that she responded and said something along the line. Like she didn't actually pay for it. Like she did not, she did not pay for herself to go. Someone paid for her to go so that she could deliver this kind of message, like tax the rich. Um, Okay. So she's big on that, but it's just a white dress that says tax the rich on it. Other people wore dresses that said peg the patriarchy. Uh, There's like eat the rich. You see that thrown out a lot now, but the Met Gala this year's theme was American fashion. Basically was the idea every year is something different. Some of them are very, how do I say pretentious? For example, one year it was heavenly bodies. And like, like, like what, is that what does even? that even
1: mean? Like, was <laughs> like, it,
0: like, some of them are just so obscure and you can interpret it however you want. So people show up looking like anything. But this yeah. one was American fashion. So you had like JLo showed up looking like a cowboy. She had a dress that was basically cowboy inspired, like Westerns. Uh, I didn't like the Met Gala at all, really, this year. There weren't many looks to draw from. Uh, a lot of them just got memed. Kim Kardashian showed up in that one that looks like Shikamaro doing his Shadow Jisu. And there was another one. Wait, that is that dude, Kim
1: Kardashian?
0: That is Kim Kardashian with the all black on.
1: Dude, I've seen that a bunch of times. I've there's the one never where. In a million years, when I've been in The of and the Kardashian.
0: dark guy from My Hero Academia, the, uh, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. the Facco character. He, uh, there's one where he, his shadow is her. Yeah, like I saw There's that. a couple of They've been memeing her to death, but there, were, there weren't many good looks. And the sad part is, usually when there's not good looks, there's a lot of memeable looks. But the most meme look that I saw was Kim Kardashian's. And it's not like crazy crazy it's good for a meme but it's not like it can't it, it didn't sustain very long like the Met Gala was monday yeah. and i feel like it's already kind of dead now like that that you're not gonna get too much more out of that
1: it's i didn't even know what this thing was until two or three it's, years ago.
0: it's it's just a thing for very rich people to kind of come together and they spend a whole bunch of money and i think that the money is supposed to uh so the money is used for something is used for people in the arts to make sure that they have like the resources to continue the arts because you know yeah. it, like it's, it's not free to just be an artist like you always hear about the starving artist so the money is meant to go towards the arts and and schools and uh other artists who just like need the resources so okay. it, it is it is like technically a good cause but the theme is always really weird and obscure and even this year when it was american fashion a lot of people just showed up in designers that were european
1: yeah, I don't um, understand what is, if Kim Kardashian was a shadow monster, like what does that have to do with American fashion?
0: So that's the thing, like I don't understand what exactly she was, like w- Like, where does that bridge between American fashion and just wearing this all black with your face covered? like I get it, your husband is technically an American designer, and he's been wearing this like c- covering my face type thing, so if that is the parent, like if that is the, the bridge that she drew to get like, okay, that's fine. She's allowed to interpret it that way. Like my, my husband
1: is an that's American not designer. Iconic American fashion. Yeah. No, it's
0: not. It's just kind of like, I don't know. I don't, I don't really know. It's, it's a bit, it's a bit much for me and I'm, I love fashion, but it's a bit much. The Met Gala yeah. is a bit, I mean, it's really the Met Gala, but whatever it's, it's a bit much for even me. Yeah.
1: I just wanted to ask, I know it was like completely random, but I was like, you know, Fraser knows about fashion. So, yeah, you know, I'll ask him cause I don't know what's going on. Man, yeah, anyway, that was it. Right. I just wanted to ask that.
0: All right. Well, since we're wrapping this episode up, I just want to give a shout out to our pitches over on Patreon. So we have Connie, Austin, Leon, Xavier, Garen, Quest, and Hylian. We appreciate you guys as always. And we are out of here. Hope you enjoyed.
1: So long, Gay Bowser.